are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, final show of the week, and a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Washington Wizards on the road before going up to the New York Knicks on Sunday. We'll touch on both of those games in the third segment of today's show. But before we do that, I'm going to play you a clip from the live locker room chat we had. Got asked a question, got your input on it. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to play you a clip from that. And then we're going to give you a little bit of injury updates on everything as we've got maybe a clearer picture of what this roster might look like towards the end of the season for New Orleans. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. So I'm going to play you a clip from the conversation I had, a conversation I had on our live locker room chat yesterday. We do these every Wednesday, 6 p.m., unless there's a game. Looks like there's no game next Wednesday. So 6 p.m. Central, we'll be live on the locker room app. Download it from your iOS store. This is a conversation between me and Adam. And these are a lot of fun. It's my chance to be interactive with you. I'll hear your thoughts on the team, get your thoughts and feedback. I can ask you questions. You can ask me questions. I think that's absolutely great. So here's the clip from today's show. Yeah. So I, I was wondering that today, like should the Pelicans even worry about the play in tournament? But I think it comes down to like, honestly, like you can, you can tank, but I don't think you're going to keep Zion or you're going to keep BI or any of these young players from putting up their numbers. And I don't think you can force someone like Zion, who's stated, you know, he did, all he wants to do is win basketball, to not win basketball. So, uh, yeah. you know, like, I think they could try to tank, but they're probably still going to hover around the 11th to 10th seed the rest of the season regardless. At which point, like, you might as well just push as hard as you can for the play-in tournament because, you know, your chances of getting a top four, you know, within the – even the top like seven isn't really great, you know. The, uh, yeah. yeah, no. Look, to drop from where they are at eleven right now to to seven, they are. It, it's it's about a three game, you know, swing, which isn't the easiest thing to do when you have guys like Bi and Zion who can carry you pretty far, right? Like, could they even maybe successfully pull this off? And I'm not entirely sure that they could. But also, you know, what message does it send? Right? Is it better to just kind of deal with it, not get that draft pick and show them that you're serious about trying to compete and trying to avoid, you know, maybe the situation that unfolded here with Anthony Davis before Zion wants to win. If you want to keep him here, you're going to need to win basketball games, right? Yeah, definitely. I think they also need like playoff experience, honestly. Like I think the play in would be a kind of, you know, playoff light kind of experience as far as, you know, learning how to deal with those clutch situations. Um, and I would really like to see, you know, how Zion, how BI, how a lot of these younger players especially can get used to that kind of situation. Because going forward, if they're going to be competitive and they're going to try and push for the playoffs, you know, getting all the experience you can have is, is definitely useful. 
And, and that's what they're trying to do, I think, right? Like that's kind of what David Griffin has really stated is in there looking to do. They want to play meaningful games late in the season. You know, Mark Cuban got it so very wrong when he said that the play-in tournament was a mistake. And he was talking kind of about the specific way it's seeded. But you see teams trying right now. Right now, there would be no point for the Pelicans in trying. And they should just be outright trying to lose if there wasn't a play-in tournament. But you don't mind going to the Smoothie King Center on a Wednesday for a Knicks game if you have tickets to it with the limited capacity they have there because, you know what, this game matters. The end of these season games matter for these fringe playoff teams, and even the teams in there, it kind of matters more, right? The Mavericks can't rest, guys, which means if the Mavericks come to town, you get to see Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis play. Same for the Memphis Grizzlies. You want to see John Morant out there. So overall, this is probably only a good thing for the league and I like that this is actively disencouraged tanking, even if that for like long-term thinking is probably the right move. But given that you have the opportunity to get in, you know, a playing tournament, it's going to be like kind of do or die, right? Every game's game seven at that point. That's kind of awesome for the fan base. And if the team manages to pull it off, even if you get bounced out in the first round and they would, you know, they end up facing the jazz in the first round, let's say you're going to probably get swept. But the fact that they got in there in the first place and fought is, is something I think be proud of and can maybe rally a fan base and increase kind of awareness and interest in this market that probably could use that given how the team has gone so far. Absolutely. I'm going to hop off now. That was all I had. So big thanks to Adam for sharing his thoughts. And again, you can do this too if you join in the locker room app and maybe get featured here. I like this discussion. It's kind of a, a good way, high-level look at the Pelicans in tanking. And there's a lot to gain by trying to compete. And frankly, they're just not going to be able to lose enough games to make tanking really worth it. At that point, I don't know if there's a huge difference, say, between the 10th pick and getting into the playoffs and not being in the lottery. And so I think when you look at it from that, that they're just going to be close enough. And at that point, I like what he said, you may as well go for it. You may as well go for it at that point if you're that close because there's things to be gained from it, particularly the experience, the meaningful games in April, May, whenever the the season's going to end, closer to June, all of that. And I think that's really valuable. Do or die situations. Everything's a game seven. I kind of like that and want the Pelicans to feel a little bit of that desperation, that being we're so close, we want it so badly, and seeing if that elevates their style of play, their game. I think that's an awesome idea. I'm for, even though, like, look, tanking in the long run makes the most sense. I see where Adam's coming from. It's just not a realistic thing. To be able to drop all of those games, even with the defense like it is, you're still going to win enough because Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are still here. And if you got that, you may as well go for it. I agree with him. Don't don't tank, but go for the play-in, and it should be a lot of fun if the Pelicans get there. So injury updates coming here in a minute. This is from David Griffin on ESPN Radio in New Orleans 100.3. We'll get to that coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously. I was doing Locked on NBA the other day with Matt George, host of Locked on Kings. He was telling me he swears by the mint brownie flavor. And I told him I love that one because it's just mint chocolate chip ice cream, except healthy for you and in protein bar form. Whether you're looking for something before or after your workout, breakfast, a snack, a meal replacement, you may as well eat the thing that tastes good and you're not going to find a better tasting protein bar than Built Bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, delicious tasting protein bars. Mint brownie is excellent. 
I've been digging the churro marshmallow puff. It's light and airy. The consistency is like nothing you've ever had in a protein bar before. You're going to have no idea that these things are healthy for you. So if you want to give them a try, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we got some injury updates courtesy of David Griffin over on ESPN Radio uh, 100.3 FM in New Orleans on their weekly show that they have. And he said, you're looking at multiple weeks for Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and their injuries. Josh Hart with his hand, Nikhil Alexander-Walker with his uh, lower body injury, ankle injury, foot injury. Um, Even though he's out of the walking boot, but it doesn't sound like they're going to be back just yet. And then David Griffin, and this comes from ESPN's Andrew Lopez, he tweeted this out saying he added, hopefully when they come back, we have a week of the season left and hopes they can be part of the final playoff push. You know, okay, that's good. You've got to be careful with injuries this season. I think the Jamal Murray injury was eye-opening for a lot of people with what happened um, with him going down with a season-ending injury. Same for James Wiseman, who's done for the regular season as well, um, and likely any sort of playoffs too. The injuries around the league are on the rise, and that's a very, very scary thing. And you've seen it kind of with Lonzo Ball, too. He's now upgraded to probable for tonight's game against the Washington Wizards. And this isn't even a tanking side of it. There's just no reason to rush these guys back and potentially have things increase because there's very little time for them to rest and recover this season. With how compressed the schedule is, and this is where we talked about it yesterday, right? The playing tournament and all that. Mark Cuban, if he has a gripe, it should have been with the schedule, not the play-in tournament. Don't be forced to have to rest, guys. Just build enough time in between there. But the NBA wanted to get this done by the Olympics as kind of a hard stop date. And this is looking a little bit more foolish every single day. They easily should have just said, no, we're not going to do that. We need to make sure that this season is going to be okay on our players And instead, the money trumped everything. Getting these guys to the Olympics trumped everything. And now you're putting them at risk at a greater level than maybe they had been in the past whatsoever. The average games per week is up a good bit compared to other seasons. And you're seeing a lot of teams play three games in four days, different sets like that. Are basically just playing every other day. You don't get practice. You don't really get a chance to rest nearly as much. And if you're injured and trying to play through that injury, when are you able to just rest and recover and let your body heal? And that doesn't really exist a ton right now in the league. So it's interesting to hear that he hopes they'll be back for a week. I don't know if that's going to do a whole lot, but maybe the Pelicans are in contention and maybe they get them for the playing tournament should they get there. And that final week of basically road games before the final regular season home game against the Los Angeles Lakers, it's going to be a brutal stretch. They're going to need any help they can get. The shooting that both of those guys bring, even if it's inconsistent, is very much needed for New Orleans right now, who seems to have gone ice cold from three over the past recent games. And it is actively hurting their offense, despite them having some very good stretches too. But late in games, you need that. And you need guys to take the pressure off of Zion Williamson just a little bit because the Knicks kind of went at him, right? And the Pelicans floundered down the stretch. Five points in the final four minutes and 20 seconds of that game. You need some shooting out there, and those two guys provide it. And if the Pelicans are in contention, I hope that we will see them out there on the court. But if they're not, I don't know if it's necessary. If the Pelicans have faded and it looks like a real long shot to get into the playing tournament, there's no 
need to rush these guys back. Just as if you don't see Lonzo Ball being 100% for tomorrow's game, don't play him. I don't care that he's probable. I don't care that they need him, even if he could play. It's just not worth the long-term risks. And you're seeing some of those long-term implications of injuries happen around the league. So definitely not what the Pelicans should be doing. And they need to be smart about this while also still trying to make their run. And balancing that is definitely not an easy thing to do, but hopefully they find the right balance and make the right decisions going forward towards the stretch run of the regular season. Because the last thing we want to see is any sort of injury, one to anyone, but let alone one, that's going to fall into next season and potentially alter you know this franchise in some degree. So there you go. That's the injury updates. We'll talk about the games over the weekend coming up here next. The Wizards and the Knicks. Can the Pelicans get back to their winning ways? We'll find out. We'll preview those games coming up here in just a second. So before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus. Free money right there. When you make your first deposit using promo code locked on, again, use promo code locked on for free money, a welcome bonus of 50% when you make your first deposit over at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Washington Wizards in Washington. Start of a bit of a road trip for New Orleans. First, they're going to take on the Wizards, then the Knicks. Let's preview both of those games. Back when these two teams played in the Smoothie King Center, New Orleans eked out a win over a pretty bad Wizards team. They had a horrific, horrific start to the year, but have gotten a little bit better recently. By a little bit better, they're still 21-33, and 33, of course, but they've gotten a little bit better, and over their last five games, they're 4-1. and one. And that's gotten them into play-in contention. They currently sit 12th in the Eastern Conference. They're just one game in the loss column back, from the Chicago Bulls in the 10th spot. That means they're not going to just roll over in this one and are going to do their best to try and win and see if they can sniff the postseason. That spells trouble for New Orleans because their guards in the backcourt are kind of good. At least Bradley Beal is very good. 31 points per game this season, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. And oh yeah, there's Russell Westbrook, who on any given night can explode for a lot of points, even if he does it inefficiently. 22 points on the season for him, uh, uh, 11 assists and 11 rebounds. Not shooting great, and what you want to do in this game is turn him into a three-point shooter. Don't let him drive and kick. Don't let him drive and attack the rim. He needs to become a shooter. This is like the one guy you want bombing away from three against you. Other than that, there's not a ton to really be scared of. The Wizards do play fast, and that's not exactly what New Orleans wants, but their offense isn't good. Their defense isn't particularly good either. You should be able to get this win, but it might be a little bit tougher than what we all would hope it would be. If you just avoid bad turnovers and letting them get out and run, they may struggle to score. Their offense this season ranks 23rd in the league. Their defense, 26th. And I don't know who's going to stop Zion Williamson down low. And if you get Lonzo Ball back and get some of that shooting, you should win. I don't think this is a blowout win for New Orleans, but it is a game they absolutely should win and can. Thomas Bryant isn't going to really be able to contain Anthony Davis. Neither is Rui Hakamura or Robin Lopez. It's just going to be kind of one of those things where he should be able to feast, keep feeding him when things are going well. And then the next game this weekend is against the New York Knicks. 
revenge game for New Orleans. Knicks now at 29 and 27. You guys know how the Pelicans can beat this one, right? You watched a game the other night. It's get them off the three-point line and just make them feel uncomfortable defensively. Get into those shooters, run them off the three-point line, and don't let them just bomb away. You'll see Zion Williamson hopefully be up for this battle with Julius Randle. And as long as the other guys aren't hitting tons of threes, I think New Orleans has a chance. Again, that was a pretty close game in the Smoothie King Center on Wednesday night. This wasn't one that New York just ran away with. They are very beatable, and I think if they're not bombing away from three and hitting all of those threes, which is not their style of play, feed right into New Orleans and what the Pelicans want to try and do. So I think New Orleans and the Pelicans can really get a victory here and go 2-0 and on this little road trip before coming back home to play the Brooklyn Nets. That's, I think, a great situation for them and exactly what they want. If you do that, just contest them on the three-point line. Contest the Knicks on the three-point line. Get a little bit more shooting yourself, particularly with Lonzo Ball probably back at that point. If he doesn't play against the Wizards, I would almost certainly think he's going to play against the New York Knicks. You should be able to win this game. We don't need to preview this one too much. Just try and contain Julius Randle the best of the ability and limit their three points, uh, three-point shots. That's it. There you go. That's how the Pelicans go 2-0 and on this road trip. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Enjoy the games this weekend, and I'll be back with you on Monday to recap everything.